You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But, uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But, uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Yo, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. And um, I guess as they say, um, I'm back and happy to be back. Um, guys, I uh, I couldn't find the uh, the uh, white ones, but uh, I got the new uh, black flippers here. So I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Those are sweet. Those are better than those fluffy ones. <laughs> yeah, you know, something's going to take a little getting used to, so. How come how come them slippers gotta be black? <laughs> you wouldn't understand, Matt Michaels. You know what? Go over there go over there with your new homeboy uh Kanye West and you guys can go talk it out. Um <laughs> Yeah, because he's the expert in everything. Boy. Um anyway guys, uh welcome. I am I'm glad to be back. Uh had to take off uh, a few uh, weeks just had to take care of some personal issues, but I'm I'm good and I'm happy and uh, I'm glad, fellas, you you held it down and um, you know we're gonna get it started. Just to give you a quick update, if you're watching us, make sure to throw all of your comments into the chat box, YouTube Live, Twitch Live, Facebook Live. Throw it in there, and we will do as we can to get it up on the screen. Um, also, uh, if you are not watching us live and you just downloaded the podcast thank you for downloading it and um we appreciate it uh we are recording wrestling talk now but when we get finished if you want to go live with us on our next segment we're going to be talking about extreme rules there's a lot that we have to talk about on that particular pay-per-view so if you're watching us live please make sure that you uh you you jump back on and um and and chat with us and uh we're going to release extreme rules for tomorrow i'm well, i should say monday all right so if you're listening to this monday you're gonna have extreme rules on tuesday we'll do our wrestling talk so we kind of switched it up for how we normally do it but hey it is what it is all right let's get right into it wrestling we got a lot to uh talk about what happened this past week so let's start with the four-way stop all right Perfect, perfect. Uh, let's start with you, Sin City Steve. How you been and what you got, man, for uh, the four-way? I'm doing all right, man. It's good to have you back, brother. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to bury the lead at all. Yeah, yes, we're going – we will have talked about Extreme Rules by the time that you hear this. But he's got the whole world in his hands. Bray Wyatt has returned to WWE in a uh, – Triple H trope post credit nine minute segment. Um, it was awesome, just expertly done. Uh, check out the uh, the other episode to get the full to the full thoughts on it. But yeah, Bray Wyatt's back. I am on board hundred uh, percent. Elsewhere, Wednesday was National Scissoring Day. 
Yes, the acclaimed <laughs> are arguably the most overact in AEW. Great segment, uh, all around, a lot of fun. Uh, Anthony Bowens was a really big standout in this segment. Um, he came across across as uh, speaking extremely confidently. Um, very well done by everybody involved. And is it is it crazy to think that Billy Gunn might be arguably more over now? than what when he was back in the 90s i mean I, 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 the whole scissor me daddy ass thing is just yeah it's blown it. up it's huge yeah take that take those words away and he's really over <laughs> I, hey but but that's the thing is you know that that you might be all that it takes he's, he's the only wrestler who needed pointing at his dick and telling people to suck it and scissoring as an ass daddy to get over. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, but you know what? He's more over than his sons are. Well, so at the end of the day, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> elsewhere, elsewhere, Pac is still your AEW All-Atlantic champion. Death Triangle, still your, all, your AEW Trios champions. Pack pulled double duty on Friday. Uh, he defeated Trent Beretta in a singles match, uh, and Death Triangle defeated the Dark Order in a trios match. Very solid stuff. Pack is one of the better workers, and yes, he holds two belts. But so what I'm about to say is pretty crazy, but I think he is criminally underrated when people look at the 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 quality of workers in AEW. His name never gets brought up, and it really should. Same thing happened in WWE. All right, let me go over to you, Mr. Simon Street. What you got? Man, let me tell you what. Things was popping on a consistent basis with Raw. Man, that Bobby Lashley defeating Mustafa Ali via submission was cool. Even Mustafa kind of pulled out some stops with doing, like he's doing a 450 splash on like the holding arm on the right uh, on the ring apron. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't expecting him. I mean, for a second, I didn't know it was Muc uh, Mustafa Ali with the haircut and everything. I wonder who, whose legs he was behind to get his hair braided like that. But, um, you know, outside of all of that, I mean, uh, number one contender going to be facing. And that's going to be uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. They beat Toxic Attraction uh, NXT. Um, I think Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark have the right gel now. I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago that they looked a little discombobulated. I feel like things have fallen into place, you know, uh, and I think it looks really good. Um, other than that, man, I mean, uh, man, Raw again. Sola Sokoa, Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins stepped up. Like, like, I mean, I know we know he can go, right? But he really pulled out all stops to kind of show you, like, look, I'm not the only person – you know, from, you know, our group that could actually pull up. And he looked really good. And he actually uh, wrestled with no shirt on, which I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle with no shirt on. So he must be doing what Roman Reigns did when he finally was losing his gut a little bit. He started wearing his no shirt for a little bit. Um, last but not least, I know you guys are going to talk about it a little bit more, but, man, I was blown away and my expectations was met. Friday Night SmackDown, the WWE Incontinental Championship, Gunther versus Sheamus. Hell of a freaking match. Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, it, it from start to finish, it, it was just amazing, and so you know that's my four way stop. All right, no doubt, Matt Michaels, man, what you got? Uh, you know, uh, Dexter and the Miz backstage at Raw when Gargano's walking and then turns around because <laughs> he thought he saw Dexter and the Miz there, and then goes back and wakes the Miz up 
and the Miz has got a picture of his birthday in his hand from Dexter. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, really good stuff with uh, what's going on with Miz and Dexter, of course. Uh, pretty deadly in the powdered wigs and the House of Lords <laughs> clothing was wonderful, and the match with the Brutes was just fabulous. That was really good. Uh, Wendy Chu made Lash Legend look like she can wrestle. That was awesome. Uh, I agree. Zoe and Nikita looked great with Toxic Attraction. Uh, that was just a, a really nice match. The Waller Effect ticker, if you guys haven't looked at the ticker, Funny. it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And then him getting his eye fucked up like Apollo Crews with the blood. I want to see where this Apollo Crews thing is going with the uh, the visions. Um, the Bloodline and Logan Paul opening up SmackDown was great. Uh, you know, Sammy and Jay arguing and uh, that closing match or, or, or uh, costing the match uh, with that argument um, was some good stuff. But, hey, Legato Del Fantasma is finally on SmackDown with Selena. So um, talk about someone who uh, this probably is the best role for her. Uh, put her in the managerial role instead of in ring and uh, – that adds a little more value to her in the company. So that's a great thing to see. Uh, and man, when they took all those masks, right? Those guys look like fucking stars. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's amazing that they can wrestle in these uh, these fitted suits because I would have busted through all of <laughs> all of that, you know, uh, with all the stuff they were doing. It was great to see them uh, back. Uh, for myself, uh, mentioning... Bobby Lashley and his match with Ali. Yes, great match when it came to that, but I really love how it set up uh, Rollins' next feud. Uh, I, I thought that was brilliant, and the fact that he, how he got off his uh, his, his his stump onto to Lashley was like, shit, I mean, that looks, I just love that move. It looks just so effective. It looked like you really can get yourself fucked up if you, you know, take it the, the way it looks, you know, it's just like, and Lashley really looked like, oh, like, wow, okay. So, and of course, Ali took it as well, but it was definitely set it up for the United States Championship. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to see where that goes. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not familiar with um, Oro Minsa. Um, so, I, I guess that was his debut. But I will say, uh, I, I thought, I think there's something there. Um, I enjoyed the match. I knew he wasn't going to beat Carmelo at all, but there was a lot of, a few moves I thought that uh, that was, was cool. Um, he, uh, he actually qualified. I know you've been a little behind. I uh, am, yeah, I am. Up. But he actually qualified. He's going to be in the uh, Halloween Havoc uh, in that ladder match. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. it was a, just a great uh, thing to see him. Uh, I will tell you, I watched a little bit, also uh, pretty much all of uh, Bound for Glory. So the one thing I will mention when it comes to that, there was a match with Frankie Kazarian and Mike Bailey. Um, I've, I, of course, you know me, I'm just, I'm, I'm a real big fan of Mike Bailey now. It's like, where have I been missing speedball Mike Bailey all my life? He's great in what he does. And we know about Frankie. Frankie is, is, is definitely one of the top competitors out there. I was, I, I, I knew this was going to be a great match and it, and it ended up being, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I thought Mike was going to end up still holding that X division, but he lost it to Frankie. Now Frankie's a five-time X Division champion. So shout out to him, man. I just wanted to give him his props. It was a great uh, way to start off uh, Impact's Bound for Glory, which they always like to do with the X Division. So just wanted to shout that out right there. All right. Let's move right over into 
our, I wish I could always just be more prepared here. Too sweet. No, no, no. Yeah, it is. Too sweet for the week. Let's do it. (laughs) Listen, let me just put it out there. Uh, The fact I've been gone for the past three weeks, I hadn't watched any wrestling up to starting this past week. So I was behind on so much. I, you know, and I will talk about it a little later. Um, my, man, I'm going to start over with Simon Street, so let's start at two minutes. Simon Street, what is your two sweet for the week? Uh, my two sweet for the week, that's going to start off with the Grayson Waller effect. Um, you know, having on this is his inaugural show, and it's always good to see people who can walk in the same footsteps of Kevin Owen and the Kevin Owen show or the Miz show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always good to know that in the future, there's always going to be people who can capture that attention and can make it. And boy, did he have his hands full with two Two best friends that just can't stand each other and want to beat each other up until they bleed, being Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. You know, if you can get past some of the high-pitched uh, uh, adolescent voices of both of these young ladies, uh, you know, him going back and forth saying respect me on my show really made that just interesting to watch. Really liking it a lot, and I'm hoping that maybe he'll go. I actually like what John said in the chat. He said, Grayson Waller popping for a coal miners glove match and then going, I don't even know, uh, know what that is. It sounds sick. Had me and says, yes, you're exactly right, man. That was pretty hilarious. And and like I said, it, it's always good to see it. Yeah. And my next two sweet for the week, I will say, I'm going to expand a little bit what Michaels was saying. You know, um, I always like when stuff is tactically done to build up for things, particularly pay-per-views. I really like what was done with regards to the NXT Tag Team Championship, Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. Having Imperium come out for the distraction, building up that that of what was going to happen for Extreme Rules, obviously, made that really cool. So it's nice to see it be utilized that way. And also, too, you know, uh, know, uh, Pretty Deadly kind of still coming up on top off the distraction to where they're still holding those belts really helped them out as well. So, you know, that's pretty much my two sweet for the week. All right, perfect. Uh, let's see. Why don't we go over to you, Mr. Matt Michaels. What was yours? Hey, uh, Solo Sokoa, not only Dawkins, but against Ricochet on SmackDown. Solo Sokoa is now the workhorse of the bloodline. It's giving an opportunity for the Usos to not have to wrestle as much and give their bodies a rest. Very smart. And talk about being thrown right into the fucking fire. There you go. Our boy Safa knowing how to do it. Really great stuff this week from him. Yeah. Uh, the White Rabbit. Got to say this week, the White Rabbit took it, took it all with the, uh, the having someone walk around in a White Rabbit costume at SmackDown and sit behind Cole and uh, Wade Barrett for that shot uh, while they were talking was just phenomenal along with the uh, QR codes on, you know, the QR code on, on Hunter's mic, uh, the, the stuff they were showing during Raw, but they never acknowledged the White Rabbit at all this whole time. The smartest thing they did with this. But this will be for the week. Hands down, Sheamus, Gunther, beating the living goddamn snot out of each other on that main event on SmackDown was one of the best things this week. Um, damn, man, you, you just can't go wrong. Uh, with those guys, Seamus being the bridge between the past and Gunther being the bridge to the future, just the perfect opportunity for these guys in their careers to face each other. Mm-hmm. And it, re- it has revived Seamus's career. 
to be honest. Because yeah, yeah. when you think about him and Drew, it, it was getting so fucking boring and horrible with just over and over. And now it's like, hey, man, they got a whole new fucking thing going with those guys. Yeah. It's wonderful. Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll jump in here right quick. Um, we mentioned it in the four-way, but for me, the Legato del Fantasma, man, what a great uh, uh, way to make an entrance there. And with Selena, um, I was – Selena to me, man, did she um, look like she got skinnier and browner? Uh, was, am I tripping she or what? She Sasha Banks' body. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that could have been what happened because – you know, and then she had the Christina Aguilera hair going on. I was like, okay, all right, all right. Look, man, you look, know. man. If you follow her on social media, yeah. she is a huge cosplay model, basically. Okay, and that's what she do all day. Well, look, I, I, I'm not saying she didn't look good. I'm just saying she oh, just looked, she, she just looked, looked completely good. completely different from what we, we you know last time we saw her. But shout out to that. Um, the Impact World Championship match: Josh Alexander and Eddie Edwards had a match, and that right there. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, that match was uh, <laughs> that match was just crazy. I love every bit of it, man. Um, I, again, I didn't know how it was going to come out. Um, I, I'm a fan of Josh, but I don't know when, you know, they're going to have enough of Josh being. He, I think he's a great champion. Could he be more of something better in terms of being more expressive on the mic? Or I mean, you, you can make a, a case for that. But his wrestling abilities, no doubt, um, is just one of the best. And going against Eddie, I thought maybe Eddie was going to pull this off. I'm like, maybe they're about to really build up on um, on on this faction with I don't know more. But, no, Josh did maintain it. And just to add a little bit of that, uh, the, the, to um, also to that, they had the uh, Call Your Shot gauntlet match. And in that match, who comes out? Bully Ray. Bully Ray comes out. I didn't think the guy was still a wrestling for but he came out. Not only did he come out, yes, he also won the gauntlet. So I don't want to keep going over time, but it will eventually set up a, bull, a Bully Ray versus Josh Alexander. We'll see how that comes out. But overall, great match in general. Uh, that was my two sweet right there. Sin City, Steve, how about you, man? What was your uh, two sweet? All right, so, uh, hey, in case you guys didn't check out Dynamite, Brian Cage was actually on AEW TV this week, and he had one hell of a showing. Uh, now, mind you, he was in there against Wardlow in a TNT championship match. Okay, that's material for the next segment. But anyway, um, yeah, both of these guys made the most of their minutes. Um, yeah. These guys, yeah, it, they beat the hell out of each other. Um, and it was, it was very, very solid stuff. I mean, I genuinely don't know why they don't feature cage more frequently on TV. Uh, yeah. obviously there, there's the whole thing of, oh, well, you know, they have a roster of over a hundred people, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I totally get that. Um, it's just, it's the same shit that we talk about every single week when it comes to AEW and the roster and the, the time utilization. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really good to see Brian Cage on TV this week. Great to see Wardlow on TV this week. So, uh, yeah, those guys crushed it. Uh, Roosh and Hangman Page, uh, they had a great match. Um, action pack from bell to bell. Uh, those guys killed it. But my, uh, my biggest two suite of the week, Matt Michaels, I have to echo your sentiment. Sheamus, Gunther, absolute fucking savagery. Yeah. Um, j ugh, dude, 
the, yeah, absolutely just amazing. Mm -hmm. it, it, this is pulling me back into the WWE product. All right. Uh, the the, the changes it. that are being made, uh, these matches where, you know, they're embracing strong style a bit. And yeah, these guys can bring it. And yeah, great job. Great job to everybody involved. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff with that. Let's go next right into our WTF. So I just kind of wanted to make a point. Before I took off from watching wrestling for three weeks, um, I watch, of course, all the WWE product. I Seth and Rollins was having their beef. You had uh, Ronda and Liv having their beef. You had... Uh, Balor and Edge, they're having their beef. They have Bianca and Bailey, they're having their beef. And it was great, right? So I come back this past Monday and I watch, and everything pick was, was like I almost missed nothing. It was like, I was like, oh, okay, great. I'm, that's awesome. Now, I want to be honest. Uh, AW, I just want to kind of remember because this week, you know, Dan Garcia and Brian Danson versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, Wheeler Yuta versus MGF. Yeah, Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. Heyman, Pat, Adam Page versus Roosh. I'm just naming these, right? The same time I left three weeks ago, uh, Death Triangle, uh, Pac with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, L Zero uh, M and Ray Phoenix. You had uh, Chuck Taylor. Um, uh, having his match, um, oh, oh, best friends and uh, Orange Cassidy. You had Tony Storm. You had Pen Penelope Storm. You had uh, Warlow and and Tony Nice. You had Brian Danielson, uh, Hangman Page. What I'm saying is, with AEW, it was completely like I was lost. Something totally new was happening. Something very different. There was not. It was almost as if there was something completely. I had to start over. And that's part of what I have a problem with AEW. I love the idea of having storylines that do extend itself out and not change constantly. It would have been great to have turned to AEW and like, oh, it's just a continuation of what kind of where I left off with some of the with the matches. But it's not never rarely ever like that. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it isn't. And that's my WTF, man. Let's just kind of make it in some form where it's not it's completely different. WWE keeps everything just to, to a point where it makes sense. Now we're going to start a new feud, starting our new season. Boom, I'm with it. You know, I'm not have to, I don't have to miss a week going, what the fuck happened? I got to go watch everything the last two weeks to know where I got to here. It's just a little crazy. I'm sorry. Let me go over to you. You know, and in fact, that's a great way to segment over to Sin City because I just ramshacked AEW. I'm sorry. What's your take, man? What was your WTFs for the week? As, as if I'm not going to do the same. I mean, we are in the <laughs> WTF segment. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, the, the three-year anniversary show of AEW Dynamite. Well, that really felt like a Ring of Honor show, didn't it? Yeah. Ring of Honor Ring of Honor, or ROH was mentioned a total of 58 times on the show compared to AEW being mentioned 43 times. <laughs> Code of Honor was also mentioned eight times, which I guess moves that up to 64 mentions. Um, I This is from the PW Torch. There's no justification for this unless Tony Khan is fearful that he's going to lose rights to the name AEW or wants to change the name of the company to Ring of Honor. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Is this Ring of Honor? Is this All Elite Wrestling? 
Mm. What the fuck? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, also, uh, AEW Battle of the Belts immediately following Rampage. Why not just call both hours of the show Battle of the Belts and build up a two-hour super show? I don't get that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, not that not that anybody watched it anyway, because as we all know, Rampage has declining numbers that will never increase uh, unless they make changes to it yeah as we've harped on on this show for months yet they still refuse to do it yeah what the fuck i hear you uh, there can I, can I can i ask a question seriously on all honesty they really had a battle of the belts after rampage yeah fuck it was a, it was know. an hour show yeah um yeah, they did. It was it was wow. like a direct lead in. Uh, Pack was in the main event of Rampage, and then they just segued it in and brought out Trent Beretta for the uh, the All Atlantic Championship to kick off the show. Interesting. No yeah. idea. Well, let me let's go back over to you, Matt Michaels. What was yours? Uh, <laughs> and I guess now they had an event right after Rampage. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Um, MJF going face. What the fuck? <laughs> Jay Lethal going face. What the fuck? Um, I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go burying Brian Cage because he got the shit knocked out of him the way Wardlow just fucking manhandled him at the end of that match. I don't know, man. Here he, he, he comes back and like you said, he gets a title shot for no reason and then he gets fucking buried essentially. He'll be off TV for another fucking five months, I guess. Of course. Yeah. Um, Swerve had the best line of the show uh, when he was talking about the scissor fucking thing. The dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. That pretty much <laughs> summed that thing up. I agree. Um, okay, Roosh was just signed uh, and he lost to Hangman. He lost in the six-man tag and then uh, apparently he came out to aid Pac because nothing makes sense in AEW. Uh, and the worst Belt shot ever took place no. in that match. Wheeler Yuta uh, looked like he fucking went before the belt hit him. Amber, <laughs> ref Amber is right fucking there. <laughs> How you didn't see the fucking shot. It was, that was horrendous. Oh, uh, and is there a worse woman's wrestler right now than Ty Conti? Oh boy. Oh my God. That, <laughs> uh, she's just fucking awful. So there you go. Yeah, man. Simon Street, she's not wrestling. She she's not wrestling her normal match that she should. Um, you know, she wrestles better when she's with her her man. It's a better match. Oh, <clears throat> there you go. Well, what you got, Simon Street? Anything in WWE? I, bet, I better stop before you can try to whoop my ass backstage. Anyways, um, moving on. Uh, you know my what the f? And I'm gonna be highly critical. So anybody who don't like my opinion, bring it. Bit cringy. SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Logan Paul face-to-face. And I'm going to tell you why it's a bit cringy. Because when Logan Paul is trying to get the crowd behind him, but Zayn gets a bigger freaking innovation, I mean, come on, man. I don't know if it was just the awkwardness that was kind of going on a little bit because he was really trying to hold his own. And and, and I get it. I get it. I get it. He's a YouTube sensation. This is not really his thing. I get it. But, bruh. You're in a pretty big marquee match, even though if it is in Saudi Arabia, Impact won't watch it. I mean, it's still a big match. And you have more to gain 
than Roman Reigns in the WWE. It, it, it per se, let's just be honest. And I felt like he could have had a little bit more season. And, I, and, and again, a lot of people were like, man, dude, that's not it. No. Bad Bunny didn't have a problem. Now, he didn't speak as many words as Logan Paul, but I'm just saying. So I was very cringeworthy with that. I felt like it should have been a lot better. Hopefully, it'll get another opportunity before, you know, uh, Crown Jewel comes up. Because to me, it, it, I mean, I expected more from him, you know, because he, he can't talk on the mic. And I felt like he was a little lost in the sauce. And I felt like Zayn popped in on the fly to, to ease the tension and awkwardness because it was a good pause in some of the talking. So that was really my what the F, man. I, I just wasn't feeling it at all. It, it sucked. Well, you know, Sammy uh, kind of caused um, the tribal chief and guys almost to break character when, <laughs> when he was going talking of saying, "Hey, oh, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're the two and you're the bigger two. and then it's funny just kind of watching him <laughs> trying to stay in the character. But it was, you yeah. know, Sammy's great, man. I mean, I tell you. All right, let's go right into the lookout. <laughs> All right, Mr. Matt Michaels, what are you looking out for? Uh, I'm looking out for almost versus Braun Strowman just to see those massive motherfuckers fight. <laughs> just from the, the the bigness of that fucking uh, that just that yeah that that's just that. Yeah. Um, looking forward to Cora versus Roxanne and the weapons match. It should be pretty sweet. Uh, Sammy versus Jay eventually happening. I think that they're starting to set that up really nice. Uh, looking out for DX being on Raw and saying, we got three words for you. Scissor me, daddy. <laughs> and then finally, of course, the biggest lookout of all, L.A. Knight. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's finally back. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, let me jump over to you, Simon Street. What you looking at? I had to unmute myself. Um, so my lookout that I'm looking for is something that we haven't quite found yet. And that is a good tag team partner for, um, you know, yours truly, Shotzi. Uh, I don't think that Rodriguez will be the best fit. I think that we're just filling around some things to see if that will work, if it is. Oh, well, she has this quality that I think that WWE is, wants to tap some kind of way, you mm -hmm. know, find out. Well, I don't think it's going to be singles career, but I think that she has something there, really something there. And I think it might be in a tag team type of thing. And so, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's a little left field on my part, but I'm really looking out to see what are they going to utilize with a shot seat? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I would have rather see her go up against Ronda Rousey and her be the champion type situation other than Liv Morgan. I feel like Shotzi's a little bit more believable. Uh, I feel that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, she got a tank. She has a calling. She has a unique look. Nobody in the WWE kind of has her look. And um, she's starting to get some momentum. Like the last three uh, SmackDowns, she was in a pretty a couple of decent profile matches. And so I'd like to see more. So even though, like I said, it's not my usual looking out for, I'm looking out to see what WWE is going to do with Shotzi. Okay. All right. No doubt. Uh, Since City Steve, looking out for anything? Yeah, just a couple things. But uh, 
First things first, uh, we uh, we did see Soraya actually get physical and uh, get into some altercation uh, action on Dynamite. Um, that followed by the announcement that, yes, she is officially cleared for in-ring competition. Right. So, yeah, make do of that what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, she's going to be feuding with Britt Baker, but... What, uh, how is she going to look in ring? Um, is, has she been able to do, you know, very much in the way of training, that kind of stuff while she's been out? Um, yeah, we'll soon find out. Yeah. Elsewhere, uh, I am genuinely looking forward to the 25th anniversary of DX this week on Raw. Yeah. If you really think they're going to get through that segment without any chance for daddy ass, then you're on some really good shit and I need to find your dealer. Um, in all seriousness though, um, 25 years, uh, I, I DX was uh, a part of a lot of our upbringings yeah. and uh, a lot of our, uh, uh, a lot of our history watching pro wrestling. So, yeah. um, it's going to be really cool to, uh, you know, to check in with them, see how they're doing and what WWE chooses to uh, whitewash the history on and, uh, you know, make sure that nothing negative uh, has ever been portrayed, you know, yeah. with DX. I got you. Did you just say check in and, in on them and see how they're doing? Yeah, yeah, One I did. the company, the other runs <laughs> NXT, the other is working for the company again, and the other guy, I would assume, is smoking weed. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, you know... Yeah, they're essentially <laughs> why the generation they, company guys. Yeah, and why, basically. And why yeah. can he? Why can't they find uh, a job for the weed smoker? Is there nothing he can do there? There's tons of things he can do. He can make sure that he feels around the talent to make sure that all of their wardrobes are in place, zipped up tight. All right, all right. And, and I mean, keep in mind too, it they're they're in Brooklyn this week, so yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be a good crowd. All right, let me quickly uh, jump in here. I'm looking now actually to see uh, this this match with Bobby and Seth Rollins. For some reason, I think uh, I think that belt's gonna come off of Bobby. Uh, ah, uh, okay, uh, that's, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Um, but it, I, we know it won't be a straight three count. It's gonna be Rollins doing whatever little crazy shadiness shit that he does to get it and I, i'll take that out whatever the case but i'm looking for to see how it all comes together right um and of course the bloodline now also uh would be kicking off the premiere of raw man i just love when the bloodline when they are part of anything it's just great seeing that entire family just in the ring and of course with you know paul Heyman and 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 uh uh sammy yeah um uh, yeah, the entire group though. I I just I just love it, and they're going to be, I would assume, the start of the show. Looking forward to that. For NXT, the whole thing that they're doing with uh, Julius Creed and and, and Damon Kemp, I actually kind of like the uh, where that's going to go. I'm really interested. So my guess is because it's a it's an ambulance match for Halloween Havoc. I'm going to assume. So the the, the bottom line: if if Julius lose, then his brother's gone from NXT. I can't see they're not ready to move up Brutus at all. I think Julius somehow wins the ambulance, but it makes it makes for good entertainment, right? At the same time, why have a match like that where 
that extreme where Brutus will not be kicked out of NXT. So I'm curious to see where this is going to go. Uh, I, I I think Julius will will maintain it, but it's too big of a match for their, for that for the obvious to happen. So I, I'm looking forward to you know as we get close to Halloween Havoc, see how that happens. All right, let's go right into the best in show. Uh, all right, so we really didn't talk much about the pay-per-view of, of Extreme Room, so it, I didn't even add it into my best of show. Um, so I'm clearly going to put for this week Bound for Glory. A lot of great matches that took place. Of course, I named uh, two of them that happened. Um, Mickey James had a match uh, against Mia Yim, and if Mickey was to lose that match, uh, that was a, a career-ending match for her. Well, she happened to win that match, so we get to see a little bit more of Mickey James. Never know how that one's going to go. And they had the women's tag team match as well with uh, Jessica and uh, Taya Valkyrie versus my favorite two, Vexed, which consists of Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. And I tell you, my, my girls, they, they lost the belt to Jessica and Taya Valkyrie. So... Um, you know, uh, overall, I mean, there's a lot of other great matches on the show, but I, I thought uh, Bound for Glory was 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 pretty good. Albany, where they had it, the, the fans were hyped. They had a nice crowd. It's just good to see when NXT is, I'm not NXT, I'm sorry, when Impact Wrestling is doing, um, you know, they're still going on and going strong. I mean, it, it might not be the old Impact you remember from, from years ago, but uh, they're still doing good stuff, and I'm glad to see that they still have a fan base that's uh, that's still hanging out with them. So that's my best in show. All right, let me go to you, uh, Sin City. What was your best in show for this week? Uh, so here's the thing. I, uh, yeah, are we able to include extreme rules in this? Because if so, that is without a doubt my sure my best in show. Yeah, dynamite was very lackluster this week. If you couldn't tell from the way that I was describing it. Um, and Rampage, Battle of the Belts were both forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely was completely impressed with everything on Extreme Rules. Yeah. And it was probably one of the best shows that I've seen from WWE in quite some time. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I, I can't get any more blunt than yeah. that. Extreme fucking rules. No doubt. And not to mention, not to mention that the uh the ad or the uh promo package at the very beginning with paul Heyman yes. with the spelling bee that was fucking dope it was so yes. just the entire show from beginning to end and guys solid. we are going to talk about it we're not crazy we know that was a big pay-per-view, pay-per-view that happened this weekend we're just going to create a separate show for that and as soon as this one is over if you're watching this live please make sure you jump on because we want to hear your comments as well uh on the uh on the pay-per-view so let me move over to you uh, Matt Michaels, uh, what was your uh, best in show this week? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll all kind of agree with Extreme Rules being, mm-hmm. you know, right up there. But uh, if I take the outside of that, I'd say SmackDown. SmackDown was actually um, like, <laughs> you know, a lot of times we saw it for years and years and years. That SmackDown before the pay-per-view was just walk through. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, new energy, new faces, and um, a new season for Fox. If you didn't know they were on Fox, Hunter made sure you knew they were on Fox. 
right. Welcome to Fox. <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, no doubt. Simon Street. How about you, man? You know what I mean? Obviously, it's going to be extreme rules. But let me uh, try something a little different. You know, um, I will say at the number two or at the number three spot, if extreme rules is number one, the number three spot was actually NXT. I felt like they had a really good showing. It was pretty even level with every card. I mean, they started off big and ended big. And, you know, when you have two bookends with solid uh, booking matches like that, you can't go wrong. Um, but at the number one for me, um, although SmackDown literally was almost going to beat the streak, I would say at the number two was Raw. Um, and the reason why I say that is usually when there's a pay-per-view, Raw is sometimes, at least in the last four to five years, have been a little lackluster. And the heavy side of the lifting before a uh, big pay-per-view has been SmackDown, as my, my, Matt Michaels alluded to. So for Raw to have some uh, uh, you know, consistency with match after match just being really good, continuing storyline, setting up things so that if you just tuned in, like, like maybe DJ Impact took a little bit of break, mm -hmm. it helped. You saw that you know, what's going on, what to expect on Extreme Rules, starting with Raw, a little splash of that at NXT and in SmackDown. But yeah, Extreme Rules, man. Uh, I said it the last show. I want a real Extreme Rules show. I haven't got one for like five years. It's been bullshit, watered down. Um, and I got it. And it didn't have to have as much blood as an AEW taping, which was great. <laughs> they used the method, and I'll get into that later on when we have our show um, so stay tuned for that because I'm going to go knee deep without a kendo stick about what happened with that. But yeah, stream rules. All right. No doubt. Everyone, the best way to know when we go live on our social media is to make sure you're following us, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button. Um, make sure you like us, uh, whatever it takes to keep up with us, make sure you hit those buttons. So, you know, because when we exit off of, our live cast here, we're going to jump right back on and we're going to talk all about Extreme Rules. And we want to hear your thoughts. You know, we see who's watching online. Hey, throw your comments in there. We would love to go ahead and, and, and display it. And, um, you know, you might agree with us. You might disagree. That's what makes this so fun, man. We're, we're just a bunch of homies all together, right? And so anyway, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. This was our, uh, our wrestling talk. And uh, we will see you next week where we where we do it all over again. Thank you. Vegas bad boys of podcasting.